And he'd always sing when he saw me. Marty Short, how are you? <laughs> he'd always do it that time. We got him to sing. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, he got uh, me to that's, sing. that's good to hear. Travel back in time to the 80s. Reliving the shenanigans. It was the early 80s, and sex was still a good way to meet new people. The disappointment. And it's a real shame when folks be throwing away a perfectly good white boy like that. And the self-confidence. I'm six foot, three inches tall, and maintain a very consistent panda bear shape. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Sure, it's not 1985 right now, but who knows what tomorrow will bring. Welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears with TampaBay.com. And today... Wow. Say it. Say it. Our interview with our favorite three amigo, Martin Short. Remember our film, Amigos, Amigos, Amigos? Yes. Remember what we did in that movie? Gee, do you think it could work? It's got to work. It's our only hope. With me as always, here around the Times, we call him El Feo, Times pop music critic Sean Daly. What does that mean? Is that is that a nice compliment? Uh, untranslatable, as it turns out. <laughs> anyway, yes, say we have Martin Short. I'm going to put Martin Short up as maybe top five gets for the show. I'm a huge Martin Short fan, as I know you are, too. Of course. Martin Short is coming to beautiful Ruth Eckert Hall in Clearwater, Florida on March 29th. He will do a cavalcade of his characters from Jiminy Glick to Nathan Thurm to uh, who's it? Uh, Jackie Rogers. Is it Jackie Rogers. Ed Grimley. Ed, Ed Grimley. Ed Grimley. Um, and uh, we were really excited about this. Yeah, yeah. it was almost. It kind of just fell in our lap a little bit. And he was great, as you're about to hear. He's very. He's very Hollywood. I mean, he's been in the business for a while, but not Hollywood in a in a pretentious way. But just when you hear it, his answers are very stylized. He's been around. He's very casual, very California casual. Just just last week, he was on David Letterman, the night before our interview with him. And he tells Letterman, this is my 45th time on the show. Gosh. Can you imagine being on a show 45 times? I think a guy like Martin Short, and maybe because... He's in character so often, you kind of forget how long he's been around and what a part of pop culture he has been. And then you start looking at his bio, you're like, oh man, I forgot about that inner space and Three Amigos and SCTV. I mean, he, uh, we thought he was the only person to be in the cast of both SCTV and Saturday Night Live, but as you'll find out in the interview, there's no. actually somebody else. Somebody else. Um, but uh, at first, and I think when you hear this interview, Steve and I weren't sure how it went. We'll, we'll let you guys know how the sausage is, is made, so to speak, right? We were a little unsure. Mm -hmm. How did that just go? Because I think our last couple questions, we were just throwing stuff out, and they didn't really stick. Yeah. I couldn't be more excited. Oh, this is the best, because the anticipation of all this is just making me mental, I must say. Well, then, we, I, I'm going to tell you, too. I mean, I mean, I don't want to tell you, spring too much on you, but the audio quality here is not the best. 
That said, there are beautiful moments in this interview. In fact, we asked for our own benefit and yours, of course, 80s Nation, uh, about his relationship with John Candy. Of course, John Candy was in SCTV, and uh, his answer is really great about that. Very, very, uh, very sweet. You know, when I asked him, uh, we asked him the question about uh, his movies. And I know he really loves Three Amigos, but is that your favorite Martin Short movie? We each have to fire one shot in the air, say the magic chant, and the invisible swordsman will appear. You know, that or Clifford. <laughs> I, really, I really lean towards, I mean, if you're just going to say 80s, which obviously that's what we normally do. I want to lean towards inner space with Dennis Quaid. A lot of people on the 80s Facebook page and on the blog. I know people were really, you got to ask about inner space, love inner space. Couldn't really engage him on that. He didn't, he's such a great, he's, he's a great physical comedian in that. Yeah, and that's his role in inner space kind of reminds me of Steve Martin in All of Me. Oh, yeah. Put it in a back and ball. Yeah, back and ball, back and ball. Uh, it's not just uh, what they say, but like how they say it and how they react. So that's a good one, too. It's a fun story, too. I mean, it's just, I never get enough of uh, tiny little minuscule humans traveling through my body, fighting off the stroke that's uh, going to hit me uh, any day any after. Now, probably before we finish this show. How yeah. about Captain Ron? You a Captain Ron? I actually about? like Captain Ron. Spears, there's. I will, I will never apologize for a Kurt Russell movie. I can't believe you, you. You don't even have to leave the 80s, really. Uh, 1989, The Big Picture. You love The Big Picture. With Kevin Bacon. And I, and I, wanted, I wanted to ask him about that, but I just got the feeling that we weren't going to get anything from him on it. You know, every single female stuck in the 80s listener, and we have at least six or seven, um, <laughs> you know what their favorite Fewer Martin, and fewer every day. Their favorite Martin Short movie? Which one? Father of the Bride. Oh, we play Franz. Fra- yeah, yeah. Frank. 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 God. Yeah. I know. Hard accent to do. Great, though. We wanted to ask him about that, but we didn't. Next time we interview Martin Short. <laughs> sure. But it was if, great. If he's been on Letterman 45 times, he can damn well go on Stuck in the 80s twice. That's what I'm saying, right? It's You know, when you listen to it again, and I had the uh, benefit of hearing it again just now, um, it's a lot better than you think. We are just so giddy to be talking to Martin Short. <laughs> we are his personal laugh um, track. <laughs> hey, guys. How you doing? <laughs> You're hilarious. <laughs> what? Really? So, uh, without further ado, Steve, Sean, and as Steve calls him, Marty Short, have a nice chat. Here you go. My little buttercup has the sweetest smile. Dear little buttercup, won't you stay a while? Martin, are you there? I am. Hey, it's Sean Daly. I'm actually the music critic at the Tampa Bay Times, so I will be demanding that you sing at some portion. Uh, um, but aren't you like, didn't I read your, like, uh, the new judge on, uh, Canada's Got Talent or something like that? I am. That is so true. Are you excited about that? Oh, that's a total blast. That's, that's really fun. You know what it is? It's like, you, you get to, you know, when I was a kid, I used to watch Ed Sullivan, John. I used to love that there was like this parade of acts. It was like early Cirque du Soleil. And, uh, you know, it'd be like one great act after another and that's what you see here it's not like nine 15 singers 
I can see you responding to like something really, really weird, you know, like the uh, like belly button ventriloquist or something odd like that. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, you know, it's not even about word. It's just like someone tells. So far, we're, we were just at the stage uh, where you weed up the bad stuff, you know. <laughs> Hey, so anyway, you're going to be in beautiful uh, Clearwater, Florida on March 29th at Ruth Eckerd Hall. And what is, the ti- what, what is the title of this show? You always have the great, greatest titles to your shows. Which, what's this one called? <laughs> I don't think I have one. Um, well, uh, let's see. Uh, 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 you stroke me, Lady Fame. Right? Did you? I like if I'd saved, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> That's I wouldn't favorite. be here. Sunday in the Park with George Michael. I don't know if I'd use that. One. <laughs> hey, so is it like a rock concert? Like where you go and see, you know, Van Halen? You scream out for Jump. Do when people go see you do your show? Do they scream out for characters? Do they scream out for Nathan Thurm? <laughs> well, the thing is, I, I of course, in my desperate need to please. Give them all that they want, you know. <laughs> so uh, it is like a party with Marty. I, I'm up there. Nathan Thurm does show up. So does uh, Grimley and Glick and the Jackie. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. But it's a very loose uh, loose event, my show. But how do you it varies do- from night to night. I mean, logistically, how do you do that with all these? I mean, with, with Jiminy, I mean, you got, uh, you know, you got. No, I got it down. I got it down to about a, a two minutes. There's a, a film package of Jiminy and then out comes Jiminy. You know, it's not like, you know, if I, the, the movie and the television show, it's like two and a half hours makeup, but the, for stage, it's a mask, it's a wig, you know, it looks, up, up close, it looks like I've been in a slasher movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, Mari, I, I stayed up last night and I watched you on Letterman, and um, the, the part I laughed out loud the hardest at was when you were recalling, um, interviewing Mel Brooks as, as, as Glick, and you asked him, so what's your real beef with the Nazis? And I, it made me think, though. It's like you had said you'd been on Letterman forty-five times, and I'm thinking you've probably been interviewed, you know, thousands of times in your life. There's got to be some times where people have asked you questions that were just so absurd or ignorant or even insulting that you just kind of wanted to end the interview right there. You know, I mean, very infrequent. Even like there was always a Jimmy Glick was, you know, my way of getting back at it. But I, I never actually had a rough time with the press. I, I you know. Glick was more like just, to me, it made me laugh that in, in show business there are morons of power who have, you know, assistants who are running out getting sandwiches and they're afraid that they screwed it up, and the guy is an idiot. And, and same in politics, too. So it was really more about that than, uh, no, I haven't had that many moronic questions, some, of course. Uh, Sean and I used to have a routine. Every time we, uh, every time we interview someone, right before we make the phone call, we try to think of the one question that that would make the person hang up on us, and then we try to immediately forget that question so we don't ask it. No, it's usually because Steve was always afraid that I would ask it and that someone would hang up. Because I once infuriated Huey Lewis for some reason, and since that time. Uh, no, I just asked Huey Lewis. I think it was in the context of the conversation. Like it sounds like a lame question, but I asked him. Um, oh, what song do you like to do most in concert? And he said something like, that, that's ridiculous. It's like, I mean, he got really pissed off at me, Huey. And, uh, and I started teasing him. He's like, that's like asking you which one of your kids is your favorite. I'm like, well, my mom has a favorite kid, you know? And so Huey and yeah. I, if we had been face-to-face, we probably would have beat the it's crap out of each possible that other. Huey was angry about something else, and you <laughs> just got in the way. Very much. Hey, listen, so are you the only... 
Are you the Are you the answer? Are you the only person who's done b- both SCTV and SNL? No, Robin Duke did. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. Robin Duke did the syndicated SCTV, and then she did three years of Saturday Night No kidding. Oh, I like Robin Duke. Right. She was great. Uh, she's sad. You know everybody in my life. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it seemed to me, like, when I look at the differences, like, SCTV was, let's say, I, I mean, you know, for all SNL is endured, SCTV was a lot more daring program, right? You could, you could really unhinge your brain a lot more on that one than you could on SNL. Yeah, well, I think that SCTV became more of a personal ride, you know, that people, as a Conan O'Brien will say, but that he and his brother thought they were the only people in the world that this show was just for them. And and one of the reasons is that, you know, was it was filmed and uh, taped. It didn't have, you know, we didn't have an audience. Because an audience, you know, there's just things... That whether you like it or not, the audience is going to guide you. You know, if you have, uh, if you put up at dress 11, 12 pieces and uh, five get no reaction, it doesn't matter if they're clever or good ideas, they're just not going to um, make the show. And uh, so, but at SCTV, you would kind of go off in your own thing, and if no one got it, who cared? Because we got it. We were doing it for ourselves. That was the comedic sensibility, the the cast. So, and it was a very clever cast, you know. So it it made, um, so then you would end up doing, you know, uh, a fictitious combination of Jerry Lewis working for Ingmar Bergman, right? right. <laughs> you know, scenes from Idiot's Marriage, where if you did that Saturday Live and it didn't get reaction, cut. And so, and also the, you know, SCTV did have an advantage. Sometimes very funny uh, scenes weren't quite working, but they'd make brilliant 90-second promos. Yeah. And in in Saturday Night, they don't have that luxury. Once it's on, it's on. So, You know, it's fun. (laughs) Steve and I were talking about that, where SCTV, I think even you guys would go beyond Python sometimes as far as, like, how abstract it would get. But then you'd have something like John and Eugene doing the schmangies, you know, which was which is just funny for funny's sake, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Speaking of which, I mean, uh, I'm yeah. a, you know, uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is a huge uh, favorite of mine. I mean, John Candy is, like, uh, you know, my guiding light. Can you talk about John a little bit and, like, some of the talents oh, people... Oh, John. John was, um, John was exactly how you would love him to be. He was funny, and he was um, sweet, and he was a partier, and he would insist on paying every bill, even though he made the exact same money. You know, like, well, you're starting on it. I'm taking that tab. And you say, wait a second. John doesn't have any money either. <laughs> um, he was a deeply, deeply fabulous guy. Uh, I mean, he's someone I can just absolutely see walking in right now. Uh, he'd always sing when he saw me. Marty Short, how are you? <laughs> you know, that we got him to sing. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, he got uh, me to that's, sing. that's good to hear. You know, uh, Marty, Hollywood's remaking so many of the 80s movies these days. You know, we're subjected to, uh, you know, A-Team and Footloose and Red Dawn. But we haven't heard yet um, the names we really want to hear. We haven't heard, like, Three Amigos or uh, Inner Space. I mean, which which of your movies do you think would make for great remakes these days? Um, oh, I think Three Amigos. Uh, although it was kind of... Um, Galaxy Quest was kind of like... It, it was a similar storyline of Three Amigos. Well, that's, true. that's true. I didn't think about that. 
But I would say um, Three Amigos. Yeah, why not? See, going back yeah. to Three Amigos, like Steve and I are, are very much pro Three Amigos. Of course. And I remember at the time, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but Three Amigos got dinged a little bit, despite the fact that it was you and Steve and Chevy. It had uh, what Landis did it, right? John Landis directed. He had Randy. You know what it was? It was one of the, the beginning of uh, what would become a style of film that continues, um, which was an absurdist film for just pure comedy. And I remember um, Chevy and Steve and I were promoting it. We were doing the Today Show. And Brian Gumbel <laughs> said, uh, so what would you say if someone says that this is a silly movie? <laughs> and he's got to spit the word silly out. And Steve Martin said, well, it depends how you say silly. If you say this is a silly movie, that's a compliment. And if you go, this is a silly movie, then it isn't a compliment. Um, and I, I actually think that uh, that the absurdist, you know, Steve is an absurdist in, in his, even in, he, and when he tweets now, they're always, a gun, a dog is holding a gun on me, what do I do? You know, it's always <laughs> that strange, you know, uh, I'm going to the Oscars to meet Cher, hopefully to get on a first name basis with her, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. And so, and so that script and that's, you know, the visible horseman and all these strange things, um, were just his sense of humor. Was that a uh, was that a fun shoot to do? Completely fun. It was totally loose. I mean, I didn't know those guys, so it was a little daunting at the beginning. But uh, because I was like a cheap amigo, I mean, I was the you know they were big movies, and I had to spend that lot. Assuming they finally do make it to the to the to the remake stage, uh, would would you want to have a cameo in it? And what role would you take? Nah, I don't want a cameo. Come on, don't you want to be El Guapo? <laughs> no, no, no. I hate that stuff. And, oh my God, there's Robert Wagner. You know. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> totally random. Robert Wagner is always funny. You can tuck him into any joke. Yeah. All right. So, um, wow. In, Thank uh, you. in a gratuitous uh, Wikipedia search, I see that you um, that you you uh, you're in uh, Frank and Weenie. You were you did a voice for uh, right. Tim Burton's Frank and Weenie. I actually, uh, Catherine Hare and I played three characters. He said it was kind of what he's doing with this. He's having. Well, I think we were playing three characters each. Well, Catherine, um, Catherine was in, of course, Beetlejuice, his uh, his first big one, right? Catherine yeah, Harrow yeah, was in Beetlejuice. One, right? That's right. You know, and then uh, so is this your first time working with Tim Burton? No, I made a film called Mars Attacks. Oh, that's oh, right. I'm sorry, Mars. I suck. I totally suck. Mars Attacks. All right. <laughs> uh, and how is he? Is he totally whacked out, or is he like like Tim Burton? Seems like he started odd, and but now is he like Hollywood and stuff like that? He combs his hair. Uh, he's actually not odd at all. He's just brilliant. But he's he's completely. If 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 we were having this conversation now, he would just be sounding like all of us. There's nothing um, artistic or daunting about him, other than his work. But no, he's not. He's a very um, very funny. Very gets all the jokes and does millions of jokes. Really loves to laugh. Yeah, no, he's a very 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 uh, cool guy. So uh, so you, I know you're you're playing here in um, Clearwater. I know you have a couple dates in Vegas. Um, after these roundup of uh, live shows that you're doing, what do you have next on the plate? Um, well, I just finished uh, an hour special, I, Martin Short, Goes Home. Uh, that's going to be shown at uh, CBC on, uh, in Canada on the 3rd of April. And uh, then down here, I think in May or something, we're going to show time. We haven't finished the deal yet. And, um, and then I, uh, Steve Martin and I are doing some shows together. Oh, man. And then, then uh, and I can do some concerts. And I, you know, just do my stuff. 
So you and Steve doing shows now, will you each do your own set and then come together for something at the end? No, we kind of do it together. It's kind of like, it's called a stupid conversation with. So part of it is us talking with each other. Part of it is, is individual performance. He plays his banjo, and then we do stuff together. We've done it about five times, experimenting, but it's fun. Oh, you got to bring that down to Florida. Where, yeah, where's that coming? Or what uh, we're doing it in Vegas or something uh, in, in August, and we've done Boston and Chicago. What else we did? Boston, Chicago, twice in Chicago. Looks like we're going to have to road trip, Sean. Yeah, are you having fun yeah. on uh, How I Met Your Mother? Oh, yeah, great, great. Uh, I, you know, it's, it's like such an easy cast because set. You know, the cast loves each other. The show's a hit. There's no audience, again, so there's no pressure, and they just shoot it. Um, until everyone's laughing, and then they, uh, the writers are from Letterman. It's an easy, uh, it's a nice vibe. Hey, and so we're, here we are, we're like uh, 45 minutes from Disney. Steve and I love O Canada. How'd you get involved with uh, at Epcot? Well, you know, you, you, you uh, accept the call. Uh, I am Canadian. Yes, that uh, has been established. You know, right. As you know. Uh, so, uh, no, I, it's kind of... Uh, Patriotic, you got to do stuff for your country. I, I, I listen. All this work is is fun to do because if you create the vibe that you're having fun, you know, if you create a vibe that it's going to be stressful, then it won't be fun. It's very, it's been, you know, it's an interesting, you know, you reach a certain point in your your, your life or your career where you're not really doing it to pay rent anymore. So if you, it's not fun, then it's like insane that you would keep doing it. That's a great answer. Hey, we really appreciate the, the time you've given us today. We can't wait to uh, see you live down here in Clearwater in a couple weeks. Thank you, guys. I love you. Uh, exactly what I'd want to hear from a Martin Short interview. John Candy stuff, SCTV, and uh, Three Amigos. Can you believe What do you think the odds are that Hollywood remakes the Three Amigos? Is that something you want? You know, it'd be kind of interesting. Take, keep in mind, like Three Amigos was recast a million times in Hollywood. I mean, at one point Dan Aykroyd was involved with it. At one point, uh, John Belushi's name was attached. Um, I think Robin Williams at one point was offered the role that that um, that Marty gets. Um, so imagine today, where you have a lot of great comedic actors. Take name three of them and, and throw them in that role. It could be it could be kind of interesting. Take, I tell you that take movie. Zal, and take we, Zach Galifianakis. Oh yeah. Take Paul Rudd. And uh, the thing is, Jason Segel. I don't know. The thing is, is that and, and Martin Short gets to it. Is it's such an absurdist movie, you know? I think movies are kind of getting away from that a little bit though too, because The Hangover was a massive smash. All right, another what three guys? You know, the Wolfpack. The the hangovers, but the the hangovers it ha, has, for lack of a better word, an emotional element to it, right? Sure. It kind of feels same with bridesmaids. You know, you kind of look at do those movies. There's real emotions attached to the punchlines. There's exactly, and so there, it, yeah, there, there's something to be lost and something to be gained. Right. Every Whereas one of the those three amigos, it's there's nothing essentially like it's the three, it's the three stooges. You just go and you have a good time, and you know, it's almost almost as absurd as like the airplane movies or you know, yeah, Top Guns, Top Gun, <laughs> Naked <laughs> Top Gun. <guns> of- <laughs> well, okay, yeah, some absurd. people would say you're right the first time. Um, so, but yeah, you know. I mean, I guess you could remake something like that and do a good job. It's re- it's hard to remake anything that's absurd today, except for one thing. The, the Saggies. Saggies.
could it be, Mr. Daly, that we actually have more email? It's been ages. Reader, reader mailbag is filling up again. Well, by filling up, we mean we have two. No, but the bag is getting full again. The sack. <laughs> the sack is engorged. <laughs> it's engorged. See a doctor, by the Elephantitis way. Elephantitis of the mailbag. <laughs> uh, our first letter comes from our old friend. He doesn't need a last name. He just needs his first name. And his first name is Chase. And Chase, let, let me set up these letters a little bit, too. On our last show, Steve and I, due to the time crunch of our busy schedules, had to both have lunch and record a podcast at the same time. Thus, you heard us eating an assortment of uh, tubed meats. <laughs> right? Right. Look at those steaming weenies. And you know what they're saying, Larry? They're saying... This is the year that Fink beats the stomach. Now, it's a couple of guys over here, but they're saying it. Steve had the Black Angus um, hot, hot dog. dog. And a bratwurst. And a bratwurst. And I had a Chicago dog and a regular dog, uh, you know, with uh, mustard and onions. The only way to have a hot dog. And some, so some people loved it more. You guys should eat every show. And some people, like Chase Squires, as you're about to hear, hated it, correct? Correct. Sickened by our mastications. How, how did you recover, by the way, that afternoon? Were you okay? I pooped. <laughs> <laughs> I, <clears throat> the end of that night, I think I went home early that day. You were tired. The, I was, nitrites, the nitrites were like yeah, killing you. They were, I was in a losing end of a battle. Yeah. I was just, I, I went, no, Black Angus two hours after that? that podcast was over, I went home. That that's that's why we probably won't be doing this again. No, no. Because I don't think anyone cares if we eat salad. <laughs> Excuse me. Salads we, aren't funny. Salads aren't funny. And salads are really probably what we ought to be eating. It's like Jonah Hill. Like he, you know, he's not funny anymore now that he's thin. Right. Anyway, continue on with Chase's letter. Hey man. I guess Chase just talks directly to you. Hey man, Steve Spears, the one man army of stuck in the eighties. Who needs no co-host? Come on. I Not sure how the podcast turned out this week. I listen while running with an iPod and headphones. But there is nothing grosser than listening to someone chew in your ear wearing headphones. I made it as far as a discussion of the Angus dog and switched over to a podcast of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me on NPR. Dot, dot, dot. Sorry, man. Could not deal with it. Please, in caps, please don't do that again. Sorry to miss a show. It'll be the first of your shows that I've missed in several years. Chase. Not warm regards. Not warm regards. Not stuck in the 80s. Not even Squires. Chase. Furious. However, <laughs> that is followed by a letter from Dr. Triffid. Is Triffid like some sort of sci-fi thing? You keep asking me that now. It's Triffid. Um, West by God, Virginia. Maybe it is Triffid. Anyway. Triffid. Gentlemen, see, already honoring the duo that is Spears and Daly, Chase just, you know, has, has, has used human whiteout to erase me from his memory. Dr. Triffid says, gentlemen, I wholeheartedly support a week-long lunchtime marathon of Stuck in the 80s podcast. In fact, I think the series could be a tribute to one of the greatest directors screenwriters of our time. So without further ado, I present the Stuck in the 80s John Hughes menu. 
Now, I'm going to make a little game out of this, okay? Okay. Dr. Triffitt from West Virginia um, has his menu for us, and he has selections that refer to a John Hughes movie. But here's what I'm going to do, Steve. Because I like Stuck Names to be an interactive experience. Because you know what? It's not just the two of us here in the studio. It's half a million of our listeners. Half a million Angus-eating listeners. And seven of which which are female. So here's what we're going to do. Each of these menu items refers to a – is from a John Hughes uh, film, be it uh, as a director, writer. The John Hughes oeuvre. His ever. Oh, that's that sounds worse than the dog. I know, worse than the, the Chewies. Chase can't listen this to this one either. Hey, Chase, ever. So what we're gonna do is we want you guys. We will give you a prize. We have lots of prizes. <laughs> Shaking my head now. No, we have lots of we'll prizes. We'll find something if you get all of them right, and you send them in to uh, an email that Steve will give you shortly. We will send you autographed something. We'll Photocopies of our faces. How about that? As we eat the Angus dog. Yeah, I will send you a, uh, an autographed um, um, you know, Xerox of my face and maybe some other parts. So here we go. The Stuck Needies John Hughes menu gets your scratch pads and your pencils ready. On Sunday, Dr. Triffid recommends quiche, an appetizing food fit neatly into interesting round pie. Yeah? That's a good one. On Monday, we should eat hamburger helper without the hamburger and some real tomato ketchup, Betty. Sorry, I'm helping people out a little bit. Tuesday is pancreas from Shea Key. How many? You got all of these, right? Spears? Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday. I love this one. God bless you, Dr. Triffitt. Wednesday, schooner tuna, the tuna with a heart. On Thursday, Dr. Triffitt thinks we should eat, oh, ho, 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 the old 96er, complete with fat and gristle. I love that one. That's kind of what you ate. Your hot dog, that black my, Angus dog. My life, my life is called the old 96er, complete with that. Uh, and Friday, here you go. A nice, greasy pork sandwich served in a dirty ashtray. Uh, on Saturday, we have detention, okay? And our choice of foods on Saturday are sushi. PB&J with the crust cut off, soup and apple juice. Three, sandwiches, apple, banana, big bag of chips, bag of cookies, and a carton of milk. Or four, Captain Crunch and Pixie Sticks on white bread. And five, John Bender's shorts. Asterisk, all lunches are served with Coke. Uh, so there you go. You have, um, let's see, what do you have there? You have seven, huh? Well done, Dr. Triffid. Uh, the good doctor finishes up by saying, of course, in the grand John Hughes tradition, all meals would have to be interrupted three quarters of the way through by a gripping emotional scene before the wacky finale. Regards, Dr. Triffid West by God, Virginia. Good one. Good letter. So much more thoughtful and clever than Chase's, which is just surly, malevolent. It would be classless of us to, uh, to bring up the last time we saw Chase. Which was buried in the sand, was it not? In oh, Las Vegas. Lord, yeah. And, oh, that was ugly. And we begged his we begged his wife to buy him a water so that he might not die. Yeah. And she said, For fifteen dollars, no way he can drink something when he gets back to the room. <laughs> and that was the last time I think he was eating something. Was he eating something like in a grotesque manner? No, that was the last time I saw I, him collapse totally in the sand. I photoshopped that on my memory. <laughs> he was eating something and chewing loudly. In the sand? Yeah, why not? <laughs> 
remember that. Hey, tell the people where they can send their answers. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully by now you've, you've got all the answers. Uh, send them to t- stuckinthe80sattempe.com. We'll choose a winner and announce it next week. Yeah, and in the subject head, put stuck in the 80s John Hughes menu. How about that? And Chase sucks. And <laughs> Chase sucks. Yeah. For a bonus, we'll send you a bonus prize for Chase sucks. What's up? happening hot stuff ah by the sound of the gong it must be time for mystery movie moment and this week or last show i should say i concocted a clip so devious that only two people got it right which actually is probably a good sign because this movie is actually a piece of crap have you ever sat through the entire thing no no i'll watch summer lovers a million times over before i watch uh, this movie all the way through are you ready pay attention here's last show's mystery clip you're a very unusual looking group of people. I think you know that. Where'd you get that tie, buddy? Somebody couldn't guess your weight, huh? Yes, it's Heartbeeps featuring the uh, the late Andy Kaufman. Only two winners. Yep. Shazam from St. Louis. <laughs> and Alex Peter. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. What is it? Space Herpy. If you know it. Email us at stuckinthe80sattempe.com and tune in next week to find out if you're a wiener. Ah, the mystical refrain of Name That 80s Tune, where I can always find comfort. Pay attention, here's the mystery clip from last show. That's Vacation by the Go-Go's. Has to be the easiest name that A's tune of all time. But I see what you're doing, and you know what? I love it. I love it. Sometimes you got to throw a softball across the plate. <clears throat> but this is also has a news peg to it. It does. Uh, winners. A lot of winners. Are you ready? Fire. Listen up to see if your name is called Todd the Toad from H Town, King Sejong the Great. Dennis from Germany, <laughs> Edward in El Paso, Tommy Doucette, the great Tommy Doucette in L.A., Hookman in York, P.A., the vivacious, the vavoomish, Julie Nelson, Molly from Raleigh, Dr. Dim, Christine in Philly, John Brandt from Rippy, Aaron from Vancouver, the funniest man on the planet. Am I wrong? Yeah. Marty, Marty U. U. Do you follow him on Twitter, Marty U? No, I didn't know. Was he, is he on there? I encourage everyone to go find Marty U, M-A-R-T-Y-Y-U, Marty U on Twitter. Funniest tweets ever. You know, a lot of people read my tweets. I have about, what, 3,600 followers? They're the most unfunny tweets ever. What? Your my, tweets? Yeah. Well, tw- yours are very news. You're, you're giving people the 80s news, news. But there's nothing funny. Don't go to mine. No, 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 no. Everybody, Marty Yu's going to have about 500 extra followers after this show. He's hilarious. And seven will be women. And we get seven <laughs> will be women. Yeah, Marty is tough. Stuff me and you. Um, uh, Robert Jordan is also a winner. And Crash from Long Beach, who writes, Dear Stephen Sean, what a great podcast. He's talking about our hot dog podcast. Uh, I felt like my cholesterol level tripled just listening to you guys enjoy your hot dogs and brats. Also, very cool that you snuck in the interview with Fred. Love the B-52s. They absolutely stole the Totally 80s show at the Hollywood Bowl last year. Indeed, they did. I hope Marty uh, and I will be seeing you this September for the next Totally 80s show with the Go-Go's. 
<clears throat> the psychedelic furs, the motels, and bow wow wow. I'm going to say right now, that's a better lineup than what we saw. Yeah. Eh, I don't know. Yeah. Go-Go's, love them. Psychedelic furs, They're yes. great. Motels, only the lonely. What else they got? Anything? Bow Wow Wow. Only the lonely. Same thing, dance but that, girl's, that girl's always hot in Bow Wow Wow. Uh, this show has the potential to rock even more than last year's show. You guys got to come out again. You just got to screw the rest of the country. L.A. rocks. In fact, I'm planning to go see the Van Halen show, but I'm almost as excited to see Cool and the Gang open. Love their stuff. Should be a wild party night. I also like the idea of five to seven shows in one week. I miss you guys when I have to go weeks in between podcasts. It's very nice. Keep up the great work. Always your loyal listener, Crash from Long Beach. It's a great letter. Thank you, Crash. Um, we want to do that. It would have to be a time when all our editors are on vacation or trapped <laughs> on some sort of like ocean liner and can't get back. Oh, it's a dream. And then Spears, would, I would give you actually the brunt. Uh, I mean, you'd have to produce all of them. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be worth it. If five, we could, we if do we five. Monday through Friday, one each day, or do you want to do seven? We'll if we're going to do five, five, we might as well do seven. Oh, you mean you have to work on your days off, which you don't normally like to do, my friend. I don't friends. even like to work on my days off. Are you kidding me? Um. We will do that someday. We'll give you seven in a row. Boom, 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 boom. And not just cheapos like, you know, Sean's balls in the 80s, you know? <laughs> we give you, like, some interviews in there, some tidbits, some 80s news now. I love that. God. Sweeps week. Be nice to get a sponsor for that, too. Yeah. Who would yeah. be the natural sponsor for us besides uh, Armor Hot Dogs or Oscar <laughs> uh, Mayer? Um, I don't know. Who could we Jay get? Dean. Like, some, like, really cool. How about Amoeba music? How about Amoeba? How about Amoeba pays for us to come out to Hollywood to see that concert? See, and we Amoeba, podcast I love Amoeba. every single day. I kiss day Amoeba's ass all from the time too. Amoeba. And Amoeba and Amoeba has an online thing, so we could like it's basically a national dealio. Yeah, I wear their shirt. Set it up. Crash, Marty, Brad, um, and LA. So that GoGo show, the GoGo's the totally eighties thing, is late September. Yeah, it's it's a Saturday night, I think. Late September. Good I timing. Mind going. I'd love to Good do timing. LA once and and to hear Marty you. I want Marty you by my side. For the entire time, I'd even like. I'm not saying in a sexual way, but I'd like Marty to. I'd like to wake up. With You're saying Marty not necessarily too. in a sexual way. <laughs> we'll see what happens. But I'd like to wake up each morning with Marty. You, maybe not like in the same bed, but like on a cot nearby. <laughs> and each day on the podcast, we have a different LA person as our guest. Yeah. So maybe Marty we'll bring like own- if we do the seven, maybe we'll have Marty. You as like uh, we'll fly him out here. Marty, uh, Martha Quinn. Maybe this time we get her. Oh, to come out yeah. and see us. Oh, you want to do all seven in L.A.? No. <laughs> oh, my fun? God. You're so ambitious. Yeah, and I every day LA. we begin the day with a red velvet pancake. Oh, from what was the name of that place? Griddles. <laughs> was Grid- it Griddles? I'm going to go. I'm gonna the stick Griddle? With, I'm going to stick spot, with that. Hot spot? I can't believe I forgot it. McGriddles? <laughs> Parts of my body I haven't forgotten it. Uh, anyway, I take Marty there every morning and, and, and comb his hair <laughs> and caress him. Anyway, so there you go. Maybe we'll come out. Maybe we'll come out. Anyway. Lest we forget we're actually doing a show. Oh, yeah. Pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. If you know it, email us at stuckinisatampa.com and tune in next week to find out if you're a wiener. We're America's favorite, number one. Where else could you have so much fun? It's just one place, just one place you can go where it's fun to eat and talk and laugh and still get some change back. We're sparkling at McDonald's, taking pride in what we do. That's why 11 Thanks for making us number one. We did it together! 
There you go. Another quality show. How many shows have we done? Six, seven hundred? <laughs> I wish. Still, this one as good. You, you know what? You give me five great shows. I'll put this one up against it. You got a lot and of stuff. Madness for Stucky Diddy's podcasts. Does this one make the Sweet 16? Yes. The Elite Eight? Ah, who knows? It's just a good one. There's always, there's and always. You know what? You get this, you get this shit for free. <laughs> exactly. I'm starting Remember to basic time. economics here, folks. <laughs> no, I, I, we're still putting out great product, baby. And we still got all these listeners playing along. We still got Marty You, You know what? You, you talk to Marty You a lot? I'm getting a little jealous no, now. I never talked to him. Really? He's kind of, you know, I text back and forth with Brad. Yeah. But Marty You, I, I hear from Brad. I hear from Marty Brad. You, you and Brad is, are a lot tired than, I, than, than, than we are. Uh, but, you know, I mean, Marty You, he's so stingy with his genius. Yeah, but but keeping the topic on Marty's, you know, the one thing that intrigued me about um, our talk with uh, Marty Short was... Well, you just hamstrung Marty You for Martin Short. That's all right. I That's okay. It. I he, would, he would want that. We cut the Achilles. <laughs> he he would want that. Uh, when, when Marty talks about touring with Steve Martin... Oh, yeah. Can you imagine from a podcast standpoint what it would be like to have Steve Martin on the phone? Steve Martin on the phone. That's like That sounds like, that sounds like pornography to me. Steve Martin on the phone. Yeah, I mean, what? Uh, I can't even. Yeah, I think it'd be very, that, very. Yeah, I bet there'd be a lot of little asides where you just feel like, like Mar- Marty was saying, like just the the absurdity. Yeah, but just genius. It'd be, it'd be like trying to talk astrophysics with you know. I got a classic Steve Spears text the other night. Uh, I'm sort of drunk, <laughs> but I got a new white whale interview. Sean Penn. It's like, uh, all right. Never mind. Sean Penn doesn't even talk to his mama, let alone the press. You're like, Sean Penn. And then I think you get like podcast muscles. Like some people get beer muscles and, and, and beer goggles. And you get like, you know, like podcast muscles. Like it's like you drink and then all of a sudden you have these like, you know. I get fearless. Let's do a show on the top of the Empire State Building. Not the observation deck, <laughs> the actual top. Of really, the and then you're like, like in the morning, you like think about what you sent, and like look at your text and your notes. And you're like, well, uh, I'll go through. I, sometimes I'll go through my sent texts and go, oh, please, let, please let didn't we not? Please let me not have emailed Sean a dozen times last yeah. night. Yeah, oh yeah, I love getting those. <sighs> I laugh. There oh, well. you go. Anyway, that's all we have for this week. Uh, we appreciate Martin Short spending some time with us. If you get a chance to see him on the road, he's uh, he's torn. I know he's going to hit Vegas soon. Uh, check out his personal website. Yeah, and if you see that Martin Short, Steve, uh, Steve Martin show, let uh, us know. Send yeah, us a note. I want to go badly. And Marty, you stop being stingy with your genius. Right. Just share it. Share it with the Reach world, out, baby. Touch a few people. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, us, people you know. In the meantime, Sean Daly, myself, and all the Martys of the world, we remain here, hopelessly stuck in the 80s. Hi, Lucky. Hi, Dusty. Good night, Ned. Good night, Ned. Good night, Ned. Stuck in the 80s is produced by the Tampa Bay Times and TampaBay.com. Read our blog at TampaBay.com slash blogs slash 80s. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast at iTunes. Woo-hoo.